Hello and um, um, yeah, <laughs> I wanted to say herzlich willkommen. Sorry, I was still in German. Um, uh, thank you for, for joining me today. Uh, I'm here with Lucien. Um, that's right, Lucien, right? Yes. Yes, <laughs> thank you. you. Pardon me? Lucien Renfield. Lucien Renfield. Can you please introduce yourself and say who you are and what you do and where you're coming from music-wise uh, uh, for the audience so that we know where we're going to start. Gotcha. Uh, Lucian Renfield uh, is my uh, name I've went under since like 2004. Um, Living Dead Recordings. I am the owner, operator, founder, etc. We started this label in 2004 in a very small rural area in West Virginia and in, uh, in the U.S. Um, it's a very it's, it's not a town that you would normally see something like what we're doing coming out of. Um, we've been working with, uh, I started off my music career working with Blitzkid actually, um, as a roadie promoter, uh, attempted some management for a little bit. Um, back when I was first starting, kind of learning the ropes. Um, I got, a what's the, the phrase? I guess I, I cut my teeth with them as far as coming up in the business. It's not a bad, and bad in, start, after all. No, I mean, no, I was, I was very fortunate, um, and uh, they are great guys and still very, very close friends, uh, which leads me actually to uh, Dragnine, my, mm -hmm. uh, one of my, my main projects. Uh, TB from Blitz Kid is our guitar player. He's been one of my closest friends for about 20 years. Uh, so he has been with me through all this. Um, so Dragnine started in 2005. Uh, we had a nice little run for about eight years. And uh, disbanded uh, in 2013. I'm also the bass player for Happy Hour Homicide, which is completely different from horror punk. It's kind of like new metal, almost death metal, kind of. Mm -hmm. I've been doing that for about a year. Uh, but my background in music is mainly uh, horror punk, punk rock. Uh, I branched out into metal just to kind of like evolve as a musician, uh, try something else, you know, and this, this area that we're in too, the music scene here is more like family. So no matter what style or genre we play, everyone knows everybody. We're all friends. So we're just trying to make it all work together. But um, Living Dead Recordings uh, was mainly, uh, I was, I was a, uh, promoted shows, uh, booked shows, uh, managed artists and stuff for a long time. It actually just fully evolved as a label uh, this year. January 1st, 2021, we went um, full scale as a, a full functioning label, which has been a goal of mine for a very long time. Um, 2013, when Drag Down It ended, I actually took a, I stepped away from music for a while. I uh, dealt with some uh, some issues. Uh, I'm, I'm a recovering addict. So mm -hmm. I, I had some time away, um, you know, dealing with that, uh, going through treatment, uh, just that, that battle and all that. But, uh, I, you know, I got myself where I needed to be. And uh, in 2020, I spent the whole year while, you know, the world ended in 2020. So I spent that time planning how I was going to come back and uh, what I was going to do and how to execute it. And we started around fall of 2020. Um, We've got uh, Dragnine back together, um, Happy Hour Homicide, I joined that band, and we just started working on music and just getting things ready, and then we came out the door swinging January 1st. Um, and then the door swung back in your face. Uh. This yeah. fucking door. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, we, we're all in this together, and uh, I mean, I'm here in Europe, um, but I think it, in this kind of uh, thing, you are even a little bit better off because uh, where you have more allowance than, than we do. I mean, slowly here things are starting up and I saw you had a show, um, you know, uh, last Friday for, uh, it was a Friday. Yeah, um, actually, yeah we had, uh, yeah, that was Dragnon's first show in like eight years, uh, oh, wow. Friday the 13th. And um, mm -hmm. we played with some really awesome bands that day, the Big Bad, the Jasons, really big horror punk bands over here. The Rosedales was supposed to have played But their singer unfortunately got COVID, so they were not able to make that date. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, that was it. Was still, in, uh, you know, we, we not only the, the the COVID battle with you know hoping the show was going to happen, but the day of the show there was like monstrous storms going on, lightning, rain. I mean, the place was flooding. It um, 
We got yeah. we got started like two and a half hours late. It's like there's saw, always some. Yeah, I saw some live footage and it was like it, it it looked strange, but yeah, it looked very wet. So um, yeah, man, this I mean, it's Friday thirteenth. What can you expect? Uh, yeah. So um, cool. So uh, you you know. One of my, I told you this is not a normal interview, so I don't have any uh, real questions. But one of the questions that popped up in my head was, how much time do I mean? You have a lot of time for a lot of different things. So uh, how how do you do it? I mean, you have two bands, you have your label, and uh, you know you're you're managing a bit. And I I think uh, um, okay. Um, if I ask you an in, uh, in um, no, how you say an indifferent no um, an a not so nice question uh, an in indecent an indecent question you can of course uh, go over it but I the, the indecent question is um, I I don't think you can really fully live from music at the moment so you must no. have also another income another job and this was like man he. He plays in two bands. He has his label. Uh, he does all this stuff. How does he do it? I mean, what what do you do? Well, I am a peer recovery support specialist, which I work with okay. individuals in addiction. And um, I work in our local crisis unit for uh, Southern Highlands. I've been there for 20 months. Is when mm -hmm. I you know, coming up on two years there. But uh, And I'm also going to school full-time for um, psychology and human services. Crazy, so crazy man um, i don't i don't sleep much <laughs> yeah I, i would i would say so i mean i mean yeah. i mean how uh, honestly how do you do i mean you're well, either you're a real work, driven uh, person or yeah sorry I go am, ahead um with, with my work schedule actually i'm really fortunate because i work in the crisis unit and the kind of work that i do um, I have a set schedule that I work Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m., which leaves me four days mm -hmm. for the music stuff and school stuff and all that. So it actually balances out pretty nicely. Okay. And That's... I have a really cool boss that will let me get one of those Sundays off if I need it for shows and stuff. So. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. That's that's really nice. I mean, uh, obviously, you you make it work because I mean, you you said uh, already that um, you know first you were kind of more uh, managing and now you are a full fledged label and this is even more responsibility. So I I mean, if you are not crazy, you only do that if you can really do it because I mean, you don't look you don't uh, strike me like. A person who just want to do something half-assed so that's you know uh, i think if you do something you want to really do it and yeah and i got to know you through anthony who kind of did some cover art for you as as you know he told me oh i needed to to paint them uh, as um as comic things and and i think you even use his art uh, on on your channel right yes yeah actually he designed our new logo ah cool We had not updated the logo since 2004 when I initially opened, and uh, it was it was time for time for revamping. And Anthony's an incredible artist, and I was just grateful that he wanted to take the time and you know his skill and and share mm -hmm. it with us. It was really cool. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. I don't I don't do anything half-assed. I mean, it's 110. But I mean, Living Dead Recordings is obviously it's not all me. I have um, an amazing team of people that work with me. Mm -hmm. uh, my wife, Gingy LDR, you've probably seen her on our posts yes, and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, she is, she's the backbone of this label. Like she handles, um, you know, all the merchandise management is the ordering. She, uh, when we set up as a vendor, like we just did this past weekend at metal in the mountains, it was a four day metal fest. Um, she scheduled the other girls that work for us. Um, she handles all that. She takes a lot of work off of me to where I can focus on the bands and the music And, you know, shows and stuff like that. And then I have uh, my son and his roommate. Um, they're, they pretty much help me with the events. And we have, like, a whole network of people for online promotion. We have uh, I have probably about 16 or 17 people that work for the label. And every one of them do it because they love doing it. Mm -hmm. And they believe in what I'm doing. And we all have the same goal. And that's we build together. And I couldn't do it without any of them. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely sure, but it's, it's, you know, this, um, you, you said it before, you know, like, uh, where you are, when people play there, it's like family and they, they just come and it seems like it's the same here, you know, it's kind of just, um, 
we're doing it for the love of it. And I really, really appreciate this because, you know, what I'm doing is also, uh, I don't get paid. I don't have an overlord who tells me who to talk to. I was just, you know, I mean, I never <laughs> would have picked to talk with you, but I talked with Anthony after I talked with uh, Left Hand Black. And uh, I talked with another uh, band, um, ah, I, forgot, I forgot the name, you might know them. Um, anyway, you know, for, for me, um, from from my perspective, so just that you know that, is um, horror punk is, is more like a, a fringe thing, because I'm more into gothic rock and industrial metal and um, a dark wave, you know, so kind of uh, more darker stuff. So horror punk is always in there, but not... Ah, Calabrese. I talked with Calab Calabrese. Calabrese, Calabrese? yes. They're yeah. really cool awesome dudes. I, I really love them. Yeah. And... and and I didn't know that we're doing horror punk because uh, the music is so, I mean, it has the, the attitude, but but it's not so usual horror punk. You know, I always think uh, horror punk is misfits, kind of like, okay, uh, her bones yeah. and blah, yeah. blah, blah, dig up her bones. Um, and so I was uh, pleasantly surprised that it's kind of evolved horror punk. I really liked them. And so I got a little bit into the scene and then left hand black and, uh, for some reason, there's a lot of bands in in Gothenburg, as I said, <laughs> say <laughs> Gothenburg in Sweden. Um, anyway, we want to we want to stick with you because, um, I mean, it's first of all, congratulations. This is really cool because I I know how how cool it is to to have uh, you know a network of people. Um, who all have the same goal and really burn for something. And, and it seems to me like, you know, you got, because this is, this is what we all craving for, um, you know, as the world ended, all things went to shit over here. You know, I mean, I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm desperate to, to see a show again and, and to go out and see bands. And, you know, I wouldn't even care if it's ska or whatever, you know, I just yeah. go there and, and, celebrated um so I, i'm i'm you know you're really blessed to have such uh such people around you um and uh i, I told you i have not real questions but one other question i had and this will be now a little bit more delicate because um as you are such a kind of family and friends business or a venture let's put it this way um uh how do you decide which bands you take on you know because it's it's tough to say no to to friends you know even if it's not kind of your uh you know how how do you judge and how do you uh what's your process in, in, in taking a band on well um that's actually that's a that's a really good question and um you're right it is kind of it, it does where everybody kind of knows everybody it does make um it would make the decision if we had to pass on someone It'd make that a little difficult, yeah, but uh, public, fortunately, basically. yeah, fortunately that's not happened. But um, what I did though is LDR also was all, um, you know, in the beginning, my specialty and my main focus was always horror punk. So what I've done as far as the business goes is I've broadened my horizons a bit. Like we've taken on a couple of metal bands and where mm -hmm. I play in a metal band now. Um, so, you know, and I'm open to pretty much if someone, the way that I judge it is if someone is serious and they are hardworking and they are, you know, I can see that they share the same passion that I have that, that my family has as far as for music goes, then I think that they deserve an opportunity to get that out there. So, and, and the level of um, deals that we're offering bands right now, it's nothing glamorous, you know, we're not RCA or, or, um, uh, I don't know any of the you know the bigger yeah. labels or anything. Century Media, we're not that. Sony, Sony, and all yeah, we yeah. All have this. Yeah. But um, what I'm offering them is distribution. Like I will get you know get their product out there wherever we're at. I'm offering to help you know I'll cover some of the costs for that to get it done, and I will promote their endeavors just as hard as I do my own. And hopefully, you know, and I have no opposition whatsoever if they get a better offer down the road from a label that can provide more than I can. I fully encourage and support that. In fact, I think I would be upset if they turned if they said no. It's like, you know, don't turn that down. Man. But uh, basically just to help help grow 
and uh you know a couple of the bands that we work with are established and then there's a couple that are just putting out like their first or second ep and uh we're trying to really just get their name out there and mm-hmm. hopefully they're you know they're doing the same for us so it's it's a quid pro quo kind mm-hmm. of situation it's a, it's a win-win situation kind of and yeah. uh, you know you, you this is exactly what what i'm doing you know i mean i'm in the in the fortunate position that I have a radio show and I have a, a, a playlist, you know, where I can put things in and stuff. And um, and I love to, I mean, I honestly mean, I love to support the music I love. And, and you know, that uh, I love it that people listen to my radio show and I'm just playing bands I like to hear, you know, and uh, uh, some are unknown and, and uh, you know, I kind of um, help them to get along a little bit like you and some are you know very well known ones and stuff but um yeah I, you know i'm i'm happy to hear that there's because yeah, let's be honest you know the business is kind of um it can be let's put it this way cutthroat and like you know you just want to smooch off bands i saw very bad deals you know where you kind of have to pay hand over is it hand over fist or, or is it head over fist hand over fist I yeah, think. Hand over. Uh, uh, yeah. you know you, everything to 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 that the label even puts you somewhere on on the website and then you you uh, so you know there's a lot of shitty and shady deals out there um so it's there really is, nice and it creates a yeah, yeah it creates ahead. a stigma uh, mm-hmm. with what we do you know, as far as trying to be an independent underground label, you know, bands are, are leery of, you know, working with labels because of a lot of the things that's happened with other bands. But the way, the easiest way that I can explain to anyone that I work with is that we are labeled by bands for bands. Mm-hmm. Like we are struggling musicians ourselves and we're going to give everyone the same opportunity that we have. Mm-hmm. And yep. one And one thing that I share with everybody that I work with is none of us, none of us are in this for the money. I mean, there is no money, let's be real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But even if there was, that's not what I'm concerned with. Mm-hmm. It's like um, in the past, just like being a promoter, I've paid bands out of my pocket when the door didn't cover enough to meet what they needed. I've cashed my paycheck to pay bands, you know, and I don't care to do that because they worked hard for that. That's their money. That's one thing. And like another thing, you know, when I was just a promoter, like there was a lot of promoters that would screw bands over all the time. And I just never understood that. I, was, mm-hmm. I don't understand how you can sleep at night knowing that you've, you know, taken away money from guys that are probably not going to be able to sleep in a bed that night or even eat a meal that night because you didn't pay them. It's like, how can you how can you be that person? Mm-hmm. I've always and I've had to do that. I mean, we went to shows and not we drove six hours in three vehicles to play a show and not got paid because They barely had enough to cover the national act they had planned. So we've slept at rest stops and shared crackers and a couple of bottles of water for a meal that night and rolled back home on fumes in the gas mm. tank because, mm. you know, we got screwed. And I will never, I would never put a band in that situation. Mm. And like label, labels that do that to take advantage of bands, like I just, I don't get, I don't understand how they expect to succeed with the mm. reputation of doing that. You know, yeah, they're hindering. That's a, that's, a, yeah. that's a good point, especially in the world we're living today, you know, where everyone has a smartphone and they can, can send out a tweet or whatever in, in seconds. Yeah. And, and so, you know, that's actually a good point. There shouldn't be any one of these guys around anymore because, you know, people will know instantly. You, you would need to yeah. be really desperate uh, to, to, to work with this guy where everyone tells you he's an asshole or she or whatever. Um, yeah. And, and what I just thought as you were talking is also, you know, um, I, sometimes I, uh, you know, I get from, from bands music and when I play it and when you're, oh, we're, we're so grateful and, and blah, blah, blah. And, and then, you know, I, I realize, you know, I, I, I turn the page, uh, I turn the table because I'm privileged, you know, I'm kind of, uh, if you would not be there and make the music I love, what would I have to play? always the same songs and stuff. I know, of course, you know, today in this day and age, there's, um, I don't know how many new songs every day on Spotify and stuff. And, and it's really tough to get through a lot of them. I don't know how much uh, songs you get per week. Um, maybe, maybe you, you, you know that. Uh, 
I don't know right off. No, okay, it's a lot. Uh, yeah, me, me too. You know, I get like I counted once, like 100 to 200 per week, and uh, you know, I can only play in my radio show 12. So that's that's the usual number. Yeah. So you you have to really condense it down, and um, the point is, e even though. Uh, you know, I have to do that. I'm still blessed that there is people who make music. You, you know, you take the time, like you are busy schedule, and and still rehearse and and do something and and do shows and go to shows, manage shows, because if this wouldn't be, you know, what can a radio DJ play? That it's really, you know, I'm nothing without the music. So and the music comes from the people who burn uh, for it, you know. So. Um, I always tell this. Oh, you're no, you're gone again. No, hang on. I, I still no, there. there you. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> we we just talked. Maybe we should we should the listeners know uh, let know. Um, you maybe t tell again what you told me about the 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 hurricanes and tornadoes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, um, the weather situation here is really bad. So um, there's a hurricane hitting off the coast. A tornadoes touched down yesterday. So. The cell service uh, coverage right now, it's spotty, mm -hmm. goes in and out. Yep. Um, it's not too bad. It's just, it's a minor inconvenience, you know. Mm -hmm. Okay, no, but but uh, to, to close this up, um, I'm actually, you know, this honestly warms my heart um, because it's it's so cool. It's like with Anthony, he does it for, for fun. And, um, you know, he always asks for bands, you know, if they have money, you they can pay them. But um, if you don't have much money, just give him what you can. Uh, but if he loves your music, he gives it for you for free, you know. And this is this is yeah. how it should be, you know. Uh, yeah, I've and, had to, uh, I had to get, I had to pretty much like get him to accept, you know, and I paid him for the logo and stuff. I was like, no, you, you need to take this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. You had to yeah. shove it. That, you know, And he's a big guy, you know, I mean, uh, you, you're yeah. not, you're tall as well, but, uh, but I think he's, he's taller than you. Uh, yeah. I think he's got me. <laughs> um, no, but, but it's, it's, it's actually cool. Like, because as you said, if I talk with a lot of artists and whenever this subject comes up, I tell them, you know, um, distribute it yourself you don't need a, a label maybe later um you know you will get picked up by one but check your deals you know be, because all the um, all the deals i've seen so far you know from the small labels um were not that good i have to say so i'm, I'm happy to no, hear. And, and i agree with you i actually tried to format i'm trying to format what i'm doing right now like with um for instance we have we bite from cuba the only mm -hmm. horror punk band in Cuba, and these guys are incredibly talented. Uh, then we have the Whiskey Bats from Wilkes-Barre, PA, here in the States. Um, and, like, with Dragon Unhappy Hour, it's the same thing. Um, even though they're my bands, like, they get the same deal that the other bands are getting. There's no mm -hmm. bias or any of that crap. But what I'm doing, basically, is I press up a couple hundred copies of the CD, and I keep a third of that to recoup my costs for pressing. Mm -hmm. And I ship the other, say, 130, whatever it is, to the band. And then um, press up a run of, uh, I think it's 50 T-shirts per run. I'll keep 17, send the other 33 to the band. And the only thing I'm doing, I'm keeping the bare minimum just to cover my production costs. Mm -hmm. And put those in our store and our, you know, when we're a vendor and stuff. And to represent our artists and promote them wherever we're at, whether they're there or not. And I'm trying to make sure that, in, and I know with bands, especially, you know, everybody's working their, you know, their day jobs and they're struggling, you know, expenses. So to be able to get, the way I look at it is I'm in a position where I can, you know, and afford to, to maybe help some of them out and press up some stuff, get some stuff done for them to give them kind of a head start. So it's something they don't have to worry about. Mm -hmm. They can go and play their show and like, you know, do what they love doing without having to stress over, Oh my God, are we going to have merch for this show? Or like, how are we going to afford this? I'm trying to take that worry away from them mm -hmm. and I'll bear that worry. That way they can do what they love doing because I love what they're doing and I love what I do. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I mean, that's what I'm, that's the deal I'm trying to offer. And it's like, it's a low volume distribution deal. It's nothing glamorous. It's nothing fancy. It's just, you know, it's just something to be involved, something to be a part of. Mm -hmm. No, I, I get it because it's, you know, even from, from just that you go to a show and the band has a CD 
and uh, a T-shirt. It already shows, you know, they mean they mean more than just oh yeah, yeah I, I burned a, a CD, you know, in my in my car, and uh, you, you know you can yeah. have one or uh, here go there. This is Spotify and stuff, and and I think this is really um, like like with vinyl or it's even cassettes or something. This will not go away because if if people like your music, we want to have we want to take a souvenir. You know, we want to take something yeah. physical, physical from you, and you know I'm I'm very um, uh, how we say um, environmentally conscious. But if I'm on a concert and I really like the band, I get the shirt, you know, because it's uh, yeah. I try not to buy things that I don't need, you know. But this is kind of my exception because it's 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 just like I want to show them support and and even you know wear it next time. And so um, I think it's it's just cool to to be to be a fanboy and to to show it. Yeah, and another thing too is like with bands, like you know, especially. Um, you know, band, underground bands, for instance, like when they're going and playing these shows, they may even be opening for like a national act or something, but odds are they're not getting paid that much. Mm -hmm. So when you buy their merch or when they have merch they can sell, that might be how they're getting home that night mm -hmm. or how they're going to get to their next show or how they're going to eat that night. Mm -hmm. I mean, so I always think as far, you know, no matter what show I go to, even if it's a band I'm not really into, I'm still going to go buy something. Mm -hmm. just to support because they're out there doing it you know and i think having that is you know and to be able to, to provide that for a band that's working and struggling you know we're, you know they're serious you know I, i've done my part i feel in that mm -hmm. aspect as far as trying to you know because they could be relying on that that night i mean and then there's good shows i mean we happy hours first show for instance we played a couple of hours from our hometown and we did really really well that night i was surprised that's probably the most I'd ever been paid for one show as a band. And mm -hmm. I was really, you know, happy, but I was like, you know, and I told the guys in the band, I was like, this is a, this is a fluke. I was like, don't get used to this. Mm -hmm. I was like, and you know, I was right. The next couple of shows weren't, yeah, it happens. But mm -hmm. I was like, you know, and we had, we also, we took merch to prepare to be prepared, you know, just to cover costs and stuff. And, you know, I think it's just, it's like a, it's added security mm -hmm. that you, you know, that maybe hopefully, you know, somebody likes your music enough to buy something. That might be how you get home that night. Mm. You no, never know. You never know what kind of situation a band is in. Yeah, no, that's, that's actually a, a good strategy. Uh, you know, uh, struggling artists can take out of this. But, uh, you know, um, if they have a label or not, they should kind of have a little bit of merch. Because if they're good, yes. if their show is good, people will buy it. And I'm, I'm completely with you here. And also, um, you know, uh, I'm... I'm hearing once again, you know, you're also you're in the trenches yourself, so you you know how things are, and and you're the real deal, and you're just helping um, struggling artists uh, like like yourself as as well. And, and this is we're all in this together, and this is what I always hated, you know, like um, if one band is doing well, um, I'm happy for them. I'm not like. Oh, uh, you, you, uh, I'm doing worse. You know what is this fucking comparison? Just making music is already cool. Yeah. That's you know, um, who who needs um, for me? Okay, this is just just me thinking. About, but you can talk it in a moment. Um, for me, it's kind of like making music is one thing, you know. And if you love your own music, great. So that's all that needs to be because music is a cool thing to do, you know. It's it's is, and if other people love it even more, to, uh, you know, it's even a bonus. But it's not, you know, if if you're happy with what you're doing, it's all that counts, you know. If you sing in the shower and and it sounds terrible, but you love it, great. All, all yeah. you, you know, and, and that's that's all what needs to be. And if other people love it, even better, you know. But, but this should be not the go my point is this should be not the main goal. Just make what uh, what what makes you happy, you know. And then you find people who also get this is the the cool stuff with the internet, you know. I'm here in Germany, you're there in the United States, and and we can talk. You know, today it's easier in a way to find an audience it's harder because a lot of people um, you know send out a lot of bullshit you know I, i don't think if if you ever have really answered my my question with how you decide uh, who to choose and not to choose for your 
uh, for your label. Uh, I, I don't know if you if you maybe not rather not answer it, um, but it's it's kind of um, it's getting tougher and tougher because you know people get to know you and people find you and uh, as you make yourself very available and that's cool, but um, I'm not at the at this time uh, period of time yet but i kind of see uh one 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 day along the, the road i might to kind of you know make it a little bit harder for me to, uh, for other people to access me because at the moment you can just send oh i got a new song out and i'm listening to it you know but it, i cannot keep up with it all the time so um it takes me sometimes a few days until i write back and say, oh, it's cool, or no, I don't like it so much. Yeah. Next time I will play it in the show or something. Well, um, there's been a couple, there's been maybe, I don't know, a handful of bands that's messaged the page and submitted uh, EPKs and demos and such like that. And um, I'm usually the, uh, as far as the group chat, as far, or as far as the page goes, there's a few people that handle the messages on there. And I'm usually the last one to get to it. And, you know, I stay pretty busy, but um, if it's something that pops out and it's something that I think, you know, that that I think other people are going to like, not just myself, because it may not be something I like, but you know, it's, I have an appreciation for it regardless. Um, if it's something that, uh, like I said, if the band is hardworking and they're serious, then I'm not going to just dismiss them. Mm -hmm. well, I may not be able to take them on at this moment, but I will, you know, I have a list of bands that I'm going to contact in the future. Once, you know, budget allows time allows things like that. And if they're still working, they're still serious, then we're probably going to do something. Cool. So just, I have, um, always pays to, yeah, to contact had, you yes mm -hmm. i already had um you know i've been we talked with we bite for maybe about six months before we decided to move forward mm -hmm. i talked to the whiskey bad so it was a little bit shorter but um i'd already known about them through hp usa and stuff i'd already heard a lot of good things they're a serious hard-working band um as far as locally um sever the wicked that's one of the metal bands that mm -hmm. i signed um these guys have been around the scene for 30 years um different bands But, I mean, they're hard work and they're serious. They've been a part of the foundation of the music scene here. So I just want to join together with that, you know, put all of our efforts in one hat, so to speak, and try to do mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. So um, how did you end up in the, in the horror punk scene? Because this is this is for me um, from, from the outside, you know, it's, it's so a little bit it's a little bit niche. You know, it's it's not like yeah, yeah. a punk. I can completely understand. You know, I mean, almost everyone I know starts with punk, but horror punk is yeah. something more refined. You know, it's it's less. I mean, it's really Actually, niche. I was really fortunate. Um, Let's kid is from here. Oh, uh, okay. I live in okay. I live in Bluefield, West Virginia. Blitzkid actually uh, Falls Mills, Virginia, which is about seven minutes from here, and TB lived in Pocahontas, which is another like ten minutes past that. But uh, in '99, I think it was '99 or 2000. Um, my first ex-wife, when we were still dating, uh, there was a there's a bar a couple streets over from where my dad lived, and uh, she said there this. Uh, Their drummer went to uh, Bluefield High School, um, the original drummer, Dr. Stuart Ebelstein. Um, <laughs> and they knew, yeah. I, I love, I love this, you know, this is always yeah. the, the case with, uh, we have so colorful yeah. names. I love it. Yeah. But um, anyway, the, some, the punk girls that she hung out with, you know, the scene girls and stuff, I'd say something about like this band playing that night at this bar. And I didn't want to go. I didn't, I'd, I'd not even been to a show or anything. You know, I was maybe 19, 20 years old. Mm -hmm. I wasn't really, you know, I wanted to work in music. I just didn't know how to start or where to start yet. So, but I gave in that night and I went to the show and they were playing and it was something that like I'd never heard before. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember um, the first couple of songs, I was like, eh, you know, it's whatever. It's all right. And then they played um, In Infinitus Sleepus or also known as Lullaby. Mm -hmm. And that song hooked me. Mm -hmm. Like that was my first, that was my first love affair with horror punk was that song. And um, afterwards, you know, and they were just starting out, too. So they were, you know, really easy, accessible. Um, so we hung out with them afterwards. I started talking to, to TB and uh, Goolsby. And then uh, I went to their next show. And I was telling Goolsby, I was like, you know, I was like, I'd really like a shot at, like, promoting a show for you guys, like, working with you guys. So, like, it's something I want. I was like, I want to work in music. I just don't know what I'm doing or where mm -hmm. to start or how to start. And uh There was a January 9th of, and I'll not forget, I'll never forget this date. They had a show in Roanoke, Virginia, which is like two hours from here. 
and it was uh, snowy, cold, bitter, ice, yada, yada. Well, um, TV's transportation to that show with half of the gear has fell through. So he messaged me up uh, on ICQ, if you remember that. <laughs> I that remember. I, I'm yeah. a little bit older yeah. as well. So, don't, okay. yeah. <laughs> well, so he hits me up on ICQ. He's like, hey, he's like, do you think you can get a way to get me and my gear to Rono to the show? And I'm like, uh, give me a few minutes. So about an hour later, I put it together and we got a, a buddy of mine with this little truck. And, uh, you know, keep in mind, it's winter. It's cold. It's snowing. Mm -hmm. So we get this little truck and uh, Tim and his wife and me and TB that need to get there, plus the two amps and half the drum kit. I mean, so we go, we, get, we pick up everything. We cover it up with a tarp and stuff. And I rode in the back of that freaking truck for two hours. In, in the winter time. In the winter. Oh, freezing man. to death. Oh, man. You you are really committed. To get, oh, man. To yeah. get to this show. When we get down there and, um, you know, Goolsby was great. You know, I got in there on time. The show went great. Had a blast. That night at the end of the show, we were talking to the promoter there, and um, I was standing there with Goolsby, and he was like, "Well, this," he's like, "This is Joey, Joey Lowe." He's like, "This is a, uh, he's our manager," and I was like, "What? Well, uh, I am? <laughs> <laughs> cool, yeah, nice to meet you, you know." Because <laughs> I mean, that's you know, that I, I guess I'd proven myself. They gave me a shot, and mm -hmm. I'm not going to say like you know the whole Blitz Kids manager thing because I was young, I didn't take it seriously, and I screwed that mm -hmm. opportunity up. It didn't take long for me to be more worried about partying and this and that. And, you know, they were a serious band with serious goals. And I was still green and, you know, just overwhelmed with the excitement of it all. Mm -hmm. So, but, um, but, but it's, you know, it's fine. I, I think you forgave yourself, you know. I mean, you were yeah, young and yeah. this is just normal. You know, this is part of life. I'm yeah, 40, excited, 45 you know? now. And, 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 you know, you kind of grow a little bit. It's just yeah. the way it is. Yeah, but that, you know, I'd worked with them, and then like after the January show, um, I did my, I put on my first show ever, um, at our local college. They had an auditorium there, and I promoted that. And then I worked with the band for probably like the next year, and then like I said, I I was getting a little too over, you know, a little too carried away with the, you know, having fun mm -hmm. instead of actually working. So they were moving in one direction. I was obviously in another one. So I stopped working with them for a little while. Then I got married, um, had my first son. Uh, you know, and I, I was trying to do that for a while and, uh, for probably two and a half years, I didn't even do anything with music or nothing. And, um, I was working as a, a shift manager at our local McDonald's. Okay. And one day, um, I was there, it was like, a, it was like a, a May or June evening, something like that. It was in 2004 it was before Blitzkid went to Germany for the first time. Um, okay. Goolsby and TB had pulled in and they come in the lobby and, uh, I hadn't seen them in a couple of years and, I was thrilled to see him. I was like, oh, wow, awesome. What are you guys doing here? And they were like, well, you know, they need to, a summer job real quick to uh, get money together for the plane tickets to go to Germany for the first time. So, you know, they started working with me and me and TV talked over, you know, over that summer and stuff. And I got an opportunity to work with them again. And so I uh, promoted a couple of shows here. And then I uh, got to got to go to New Jersey with him, got to do some other stuff, started doing, you know, some roadie work, just being a part of it. Just however I could be useful, you know, mm -hmm. I would contribute. And uh, then soon after that, in 2005 is when, uh, you know, TV, when I was talking and I told him, you know, I always wanted to learn how to play. Um, I'd fiddled. I was like, but what I originally wanted to do was um, Drag None was supposed to be a concept album. It was supposed to be a tribute album to horror punk bands played by other horror punk musicians. I mean, okay. actually, it, when you break it down, it was really complicated. I don't know how I was going to pull that off. But, uh, you know, I was dreaming bigger than what I had in the wallet. You know But I mean? it's good to have dreams. I mean, you know, this yeah. is, this is it, it brought you here. Uh, and, uh, yeah. you know, sometimes you have to reach for the stars. If you only have achievable goals, you, you never really, you know... Um, Anyway, go, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but Dragnet was supposed to be an album. And, like, and I really wanted, like, from the first time I heard Lullaby, I was, I was, like, in love with horror punk. And then, like, believe it or not, I'd not heard The Misfits until after Blitzkid. Like, and really? then I got on got into The Misfits. And, you know, I was I was a late bloomer as far as horror punk goes. But um, I got into it, and um, that's what I wanted to play. It's what I wanted to do. It's like it was my passion. So, um, like, I finally found music that, you know, that I could really fully relate to. So uh, I told, you know, TB, it's like, I want to start, to, I want to put this together as albums. Like, once you play a couple of songs on it, do this and do that. And he was like, well, how about we do this? How's like, how about we just play the songs? He's like, I'll teach you how to play. 
mm-hmm. <clears throat> like the bass lines for it because the bass would be the easiest thing to pick up. Mm-hmm. He's like, and we'll play the songs. So, I mean, and that's how Dragnum came together. And then, I mean, it just went from there. <laughs> it was like for probably, I mean, we, and we sucked. We were so bad in the beginning. I mean, it was, it was horrible. TV was originally one of, um, he was our singer. Um, mm-hmm. But, and we had like member changes, lineup changes. Cause let's say once again, we're all young, we're learning. And uh, we were, we were horrible. Uh, it was, it's I can't express how like it was, but you know, a couple of years later, um, 2008, we actually recorded an EP um, of some of the songs that we've been covering. We, you know, of course we got the proper permissions and stuff mm-hmm. and we put out like this five song EP um, killer creature, double feature by Nimvan was on it. Um, the beyond by cancer slug, uh, let sleeping corpses lie by the reaction, which is also Cliffy Huntington from the Huntington's. That was his mm-hmm. horror punk band. Not a lot of people know about that band, but it yeah, was really I, good for the I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was, you, mm-hmm. should, you should look it up. It's good stuff. But um, so we put out that EP and everything was going great. And actually, we were becoming more of a serious band. And uh, our drummer, um, Eric, Eric Cox, our tend to uh, known as E Rock, um, Eric joined the band. He was like my best friend, my roommate. Uh, we worked together in a band together. I mean, you know, brothers practically. Mm-hmm. So for 2008, 2009, like my, my, you know, the whole journey in horror punk, the whole experience, the whole trip from like 2000, 2001 until 2000, like I'd only, you know, I'd evolved and grown and just more and more serious and more and more focused and learned, had learned quite a bit. So Dragnon was actually doing really well. And we had, we've been playing a bunch of shows with like some other, uh, the Villians, um, the Body Bags, you know, bands, you know, horror punk bands from our region. But uh, 2009, um, March 29th, 2009, actually, it was our first show back of that year. And uh, unfortunately, um, the night before, uh, we were all out partying. Um, Eric was not with us. He had actually elected to stay home with his girlfriend that night. Um, We all went out. It was our first show, you know, just living the the punk rock party lifestyle, whatever, what have you. And uh, the next morning, uh, Tim, who's he's our our singer now. Tim was always kind of in and out, you know, around the band. But uh, Tim had woke me up the next day. I hadn't been asleep long. I was still pretty messed up the night before. Uh, Eric did not, uh, didn't make it. He had uh, Eric overdosed the night before. And he uh, he passed away that day. So Dragnon took a huge, um, well, you know, me as a person, us as a band, Dragnon as, you know, as a band, like the entire thing took a huge hit when we lost Eric. And it wasn't long after that, that um, we still had a bunch of shows that we was obligated to. And we ended up, uh, we got a, a drummer to fill in and play the, get through those shows. And then it kind of went down, kind of went away after that. And then it took me a little bit, you know, after, you know, dealing with that loss and, you know, the grieving process and stuff. And that is actually when my drug problem developed and i mean I'd, I'd done stuff but like it actually turned into a problem then and that's when like i guess the whole like my passion for horror punk my passion for music and stuff was being overtaken by like this new addiction <laughs> that i developed so it kind of it spiraled you know the first eight or nine years was great and everything was going really smooth and then you know we it took our, our that till we took that loss and kind of just everything went down after that from 2009. Uh, well, once he passed, so we got through the shows that year, we got um, Mikey Mortis to fill in on drums and he was our drummer for the next three years, but Dragnet eventually disbanded in 2013. Like we didn't make it much longer, you know, after Eric had passed and then with me developing a, you know, a drug problem and just focus and seriousness, all of it just went away. It's like as quickly as it happened, it, it um, extinguished. Yeah, I guess this is this is one. I mean, this is, was a, of course a um, you know a, a disaster, but um, just yes. in general, what what I can say is, um, bands, you know, they don't need to be that good, but if they are continuously doing things, you know, and and um, uh, hard work is sometimes also paying off, you know, um, because sometimes um, if you do a lot of shows, you get better, 
you know, and uh, it's it's something um, normal, you know. In in German, we say, uh, "Es ist noch kein Meister vom Himmel gefallen." I know you don't understand this, but no master has fallen from the sky. You have to kind of hone your craft, and even if you're not the best band, but you're doing it continuously. And uh, you know, every every week you you meet twice in the rehearsal space and stuff. Then you're doing more than most other people doing anyway, you know. So you you are you're bound to be better than than before. And um, yeah, so uh, man, I I just don't know what what to say because it's uh, it's sad. But I'm 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 you know I'm still glad that you're around and you know and now we we can talk about it and things are looking much better now i hope i mean you're you're, you're studying you're having oh, yeah. two bands you have your label and um so you're you're obviously moved on but of course we're all you know part of our biography we yeah. cannot just push it away it's uh it's with us all the time no, it's it's definitely it's definitely a, a part of, of who i am now as a, as a musician and a person um also i don't know if uh You're not on Facebook, are you? I'm not on Facebook. Sorry, no. No. Okay, so you haven't. Um, actually, have uh coming out next year, um, July twenty second next year. Actually, is um uh published uh memoirs, my memoirs for um my history. Like as far as music, it was supposed to originally been a book about, you know, what happens when you don't make it. As opposed, we've all read the books, you know, or heard the stories from the you know, the rock stars, mm-hmm. obviously, that you know, made it and stuff. This is a look at what happens when you don't make it. <laughs> that's that's what good, it was originally. That's a good idea, actually. <laughs> that's what it was intended to be. But um, then my uh, my struggles with addiction, you know, and all that stuff happened in um, prison time, um, mm-hmm. which was consequences of my actions. And, you know, but all those things helped me grow and evolve as a person. And so I, I just wrote it all down. You know, mm-hmm. it was part of like closure for me, part of moving on. And uh, the book is called Punk Rock Junkie. And it comes out next year. And from the, the few people that's read it so far, which, by the way, uh, if you'll shoot me your email address, I'm happy to send you a copy. Okay, you can go cool. ahead and read it if, if you're into reading. I don't know. But, yeah, you'll kind of get a full story of like, um, you know, who I am and, and what we've been a part of and just some of the things that's happened that's, that's brought us to where we are today. Mm-hmm. And the book actually closes out at the end of last year. I, I actually buckled down last year and just really went through and I'd rewrote, I'd wrote a few chapters and rewrote, and rewrote. But last year I buckled down and just went through and redone it and just finished it all. I actually finished, I typed the last word of it December 27th of last year. Okay. So it, it closes out, you know, where we're at currently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. You know, I, w- I was just thinking uh, in my head was, Now you are bound, uh, you, you are not allowed to be successful because then, you know, you have to write a new book or you have to burn your copies or whatever. <laughs> so it's kind of like, you, yeah. You, you But the, the book ends with a modicum of success, you know. Pardon me? <laughs> well, I mean, there's always, you know, I said the book ends with a modicum of success. There's always, you know, just, I think, personal success and like overcoming a lot of things and, and getting back to where, I was trying to get to to begin with and now we're a little farther than that so mm-hmm. no that's actually a good point you're touching on anyway is um you know how do you measure success and for you i mean uh it's success you're already here you have uh, a story to tell uh you know you have uh, two cool bands you have uh, your own label and i mean you 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 have success already you know you did something that other people oh you know once i have this and that i will do that because what i learned in my life is always you only regret the things you haven't done in life you know um because when it's like oh back then i had the opportunity to to play with blitzkit or to manage blitzkit or whatever and uh, but i was like ah i wasn't ready or you know and then you hate yourself on your deathbed and you would what would have been if i would have done that so my you know it's kind of I don't want to sound reckless, you know. I mean, of course, think about it. You know, I have a family now. I have a loan to to pay and stuff. You know, you should not be reckless and, and not thinking a little bit ahead. But on the other hand, you have only this life. This is me talking here now personally. So so yeah. use it to the full ex- extent because where is I mean, you know, if if you if you lose money, it's just money. You can get it 
again, yeah. you know, it's nothing. But but the experience you get maybe through it, that's only you get once in your lifetime. And this is your only chance to get it, you know. So I, I guess, yeah, we're kind of in this, we, we, we agree. Uh, because it's kind of, well, life is short, you know. And, and uh -huh. so use it to the full extent and do whatever you want to do as long as you don't hurt other people you know um, being an asshole of course but um, yeah of course see and like like you were saying and I, i used to be hung up on things like you know with the regret of things opportunities that i messed up but then you know as i got older you know i'm, I'm 40 i'll be 41 very soon um i've learned in the past probably especially the last 10 years that you know if things didn't happen they weren't meant to And the way I see it is, is I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And I got here the way that I was supposed to get here. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I can say along my journey, even with the mistakes that I've made and the things that have went wrong, is that I did, I fully lived. You know, I lived. Exactly. And, and this, is, uh, this, is, own... this is all, you know, I mean, this is the best thing you can do, you know. And, and also, once you get older a little bit, is you can forgive yourself, you know. Because, you know, it's mm -hmm. always easy Uh, looking back and oh I, I should have done that you know afterwards everyone is 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 more uh, uh, wiser you know because it's yeah. it's afterwards you know what happened <laughs> but back then uh, I, I I learned to kind of forgive in this moment it was the best decision I could do you know because with the information I had because you know um, in a year later I would know more but you know when I the decision wouldn't be taken anymore anyway I guess we agree on that. Um, as I don't want to track this out too much, uh, I have a, a question. Uh, track none. Um, yes. Um, so you already said it, it was supposed to be a concept album. Um, can mm -hmm. can you just say something about the name? Um, because it's not so uh, a usual one. And I don't really yeah, know um, what, what you mean by it. I was trying to think of a name. Um It's kind of a funny story how the name came about. I was trying to think of, you know, a really a solid name, you know, one word names. And mm -hmm. so I was hung up on that. It has to be one word. Mm -hmm. That's what's catchy. It's what's easy to remember, et cetera. Um, so a coworker I had at McDonald's, she knew that, I, you know, um, for the longest time, my favorite monster was Dracula. Um, okay. It's Frankenstein. Maybe. I guess I mm -hmm. just changed over. Um, but anyway, and uh, one night we got a bus. Um, it was a Catholic uh, school. And it was, you know, Catholic schoolgirls, and uh, there was actually a couple of nuns. I like where this is going. Yeah. So we got a bus, you know, and um, her name was Sonia. The ladies, my coworker's name was Sonia. We were back mm -hmm. in the, the manager's office. We was calming down because we just got our butts handed to us mm -hmm. by all these, you know, hungry people. And um, she just blurted it out. She was like, I've got it. And I was like, you got what? She's like, drag nine. I looked at her. I was like, what are you talking about? And she was like, Dracula, nuns, vampires, Catholic, crosses, all this. Just put it all together. She's like, drag nun. And I grabbed her and kissed her on the cheek. <laughs> I was like, that that's, is perfect. Yeah, no, because you, you, know, you, you, you hit on another uh, very important thing today. Like I said earlier... Um, today everyone can make music on his on his cell phone and you know there's like it's almost impossible to find a name which only you have if you if you, you use a real word you know you need to make up yeah. a word to have a name that is only you because otherwise it's kind of you know the bands like bring me the horizon they use whole sentences now as 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 a name for a band because it's impossible to have uh, poison or a, 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 I don't know, atrocity or something, you know, as, as yeah. a name. I mean, they're all taken. That's that's the problem. So, um, yeah, it, it, it was a rightful, deserved kiss, <laughs> I have to say. Yes. Because, <laughs> be, yeah, because, because also um, I was I was um, looking to find things about your band, uh, you know, and uh, I mean, I found a lot about this Russian uh, uh, sharpshooter uh, rifle, I guess you, you know this too, when, yeah. when you search for Dragnan. Yeah. Um, But but uh, but you know this is exactly what I mean not the sharpshooter rifle but exactly what you want to happen that only you be found under the name you know that not mm -hmm. uh, no one else you know if you if you would have just like um, I don't know um, happy zombie you find ten 
happy zombie yeah. uh, bands or something, whatever. You know, I yeah. have no idea at the moment, but you, you, you get my point. So it's it's very important also marketing wise that you kind of stand out that you have a you know you have to make your own brand in a way you know that's that's very unique to you cool thank you thank you for <laughs> that's a cool story yeah yeah I, does it come up in your in your book as well um i don't know if i covered that process in the okay. book or not okay. i don't think so so you should link then to this to this talk so people will know <laughs> what's yeah going on um uh you know i i like i said i don't want to track without drag none without too much um <laughs> but uh, um i actually have a few questions i always like to ask uh, uh because okay. we, we can we can be fun um so uh the first question is um um what was the the funniest mishap or accident on stage off stage or on your way to the stage i mean you had already this this cool blitz kid story where you uh rode on on the back of a truck in the middle of winter for two hours uh you're crazy yeah. you crazy bastard <laughs> but uh you know do you have any other funny stories uh what happened to a concert from a concert during a concert or something Uh, maybe um, keep it PG 13 for for YouTube. You know, I don't course. I don't care. Um, you can cuss, yeah. but but uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, um, I have one. It's not, eh, not glamorizing this by any means. Okay. But there was an instance to where uh, Dragnon was out doing some shows, and uh, we used to have this motto: like we're not Motley Crew, but when we go on the road, we're gonna act like it. So um, there's actually two, these, both these things happen on the same day that I'm going to tell you about. Um, one was that morning, um, me and a couple of guys from another band, and I'm not going to say who or anything. Uh, we were staying in a suburban neighborhood, really nice neighborhood. We got there. We played a show the night before. So we rolled into town around 5, 6 a.m., and we're still partying. So we're out here on uh, and the guy's picnic table at the house we're staying at. And like people are getting up and going to school like it was a Friday morning. They're going to school. They're going to work or whatever. And we're still dressed from the show the night before. And we're out here like chugging beers and, you know, doing whatever. And like 630 in the morning in like this suburban upscale neighborhood. And it's like we're just out here like. Still having the after party from the night before. It, it, it sounds But, like, uh, later like, that morning. like a video video setup, you know, like a, like a music video setup, you know, that everyone goes yeah. to work with a, with a suitcase and stuff, and you're like, yeah, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much, cool. you know, yeah. pretty much. Except the, the difference here is like we we started, we had to stop and think for a second. Like somebody might really call the cops. We should probably quit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you know, we fortunately we went to bed shortly after that. I slept about three hours. And uh, Dragnon actually had an acoustic performance at Hot Topic that day in the mm -hmm. town we were playing to promote the show that night. Um, we got asked to come, you know, into the store and just do a couple of songs acoustically, sell some CDs, some cool stuff like that. But um, I was still obviously, you know, a little messed up from the night before and was already starting again the next morning when I woke up. And we're pulling uh, TV's other band, uh, band he was in for a while, Vigora. I don't mm -hmm. know if you're familiar with that band or not, but uh, they were on, it's, I'm, I'm not going to say tour with this. We were on a run of shows. They were on that run of shows with us and we were, um, they had their van. We had our van. And for whatever reason, when we got to the mall parking lot where we were going for hot topic, um, for whatever reason, um, I got in the driver's seat. I don't know why it was irresponsible, but you know, it was a parking lot. So it wasn't, I have no good reason for it. It was horrible. It was a horrible idea. <laughs> But uh, I guess the motion from going around the circle of the parking lot um, made me queasy where I would still, you know, okay. been drinking all night. So we're pulling around. I'm going about five miles an hour, and I had to open the driver's door to throw up. <laughs> and uh, okay. TD's van pulls up beside us on the other side, and he opens the side passenger door and he yells out the thing. He's like, Drag none, that's punk rock, you know. And I'm like puking out the door while I'm driving to a gig. I had to get out, wipe my mouth off, grab the guitar out of the back. And <laughs> it's, you know, it's really, it should be like a music video. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting morning. <laughs> That's a good story. <laughs> Drag that vlog. <laughs> yeah, driving. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so your your motor skills were still intact. Uh, so it's good. Yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> and and so this was the, the second part of the story. So you you were kind of yeah, like mutly crewing through through the through the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Oh, cool. Um, um, what, which band, if you can uh, can or oh, let's say let's three bands, which three bands would you really love uh, to play with live? I would say Butcher Babies. Oh, okay. uh, I actually just seen them this past weekend. I'm a huge fan. Mm -hmm. um, Butcher Babies, uh, definitely Blitzkid, just to be able to, because Dragon's never actually got to play a show with Blitzkid, believe it or not. Like it's never lined up. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, probably, that's actually a hard question because there's so many. Um, okay, you get two more. Okay. <laughs> I would like, uh, I think it'd be cool with my other band if Happy Hour Homicide could uh, play with Slipknot. Oh wow! Like open up for that. Mm -hmm. That'd be cool. It'll never happen, but it's nice to dream. Exactly. You I'm know. a huge Slipknot fan. I don't know about the rest of the guys in the band, but it'd make my day. Hey, one cool thing with Drag Done though is, um, actually, I was mistaken. Blitz Kid did do like an impromptu um set appearance one night. Um, but Doctor Chud from the Misfits. Okay. Uh, he was in town because um, he'd went on tour with Blitz Kid. Uh, he filled in uh, for some of their European tours. And uh, Drag Nun used to cover Dig Up Her Bones. Mm -hmm. Well, they were in town for the weekend, and Chud was at the show, and Chud actually sat in with Drag Nun for Dig Up Her Bones. Cool. So, like wow. that was, yeah, wow. that was a highlight of my, of my career there. That was really, really cool. And like nobody knew it was him for the first part. He, he like wore a mask and tried to hide himself and stuff. Nobody knew who this drummer was, but he's killing it. And then like the one to think he rips off the mask, and he just goes in, and I'm like, everybody's like, oh my god, you know? And it's like, wow, yeah. wow. But, but this yeah. is, you know, this is like uh, how you say this in English. Uh, like you getting knighted uh, from, you know, from the from the from the big guys. You know, this is uh, yeah. knight knighting, right? You know, when you when you get uh, the honors. Yeah. Um, Definitely. Wow. That's really so that was great. really cool. Wow. Um, you you said you had some um some things coming out. You want to talk about this because um oh, yeah. you, you, you know I wanna uh, uh I wanna have a dinner soon because here here it's yeah, it's course, late uh, um and uh, so uh you know I wanna wrap this up a little bit and you had okay. some cool stuff to say and uh, first of all okay. anyway I'm gonna say thank you later so please please go ahead and say what what's coming what do we yeah. have coming October thirteenth. We have three things coming. We have the debut EP from We Bite um, on LDR, Military Corpse Service. It's releasing that day. We also have the self-titled Whiskey Bats EP releasing that day. And then we have the first single from the upcoming Dragnun record, um, Break the Spell, releasing that day. So October 13th, which is why I said this would be a good day for the interview, too. Um, we have... A whole, like just a whole arsenal of stuff coming out that day. Cool. Yeah. I, I, and just, it's I also, just checked. It's not, it's not a Friday, unfortunately. It's just a Wednesday. But yeah, I mean, we can, we can pretend yeah. it's Friday. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, well I'll, the, uh, the other special thing about October 13th is it's my five year wedding anniversary and I'm dedicating Break the Spell to my wife. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Then, then yeah, it's, seven. of course, a special day. That's, that's yeah. cool. cool. Yeah. So, that's the plan. Cool. Thank you very much. So, um, uh, yeah, thank you for your time. It was really nice getting to know you, and I'm I'm really happy, uh, you know, that I met you through for some some uh, lucky incidents because, like like we talked about it, I really had lost faith in in labels. You know, I mean, I was really like, what? Why would you need? I would I would tell anyone you don't need one. Just do it on your own. But now that that I met you and I, you know I can, I can feel that you mean it. You know I mean you, you're the real deal. So I'm I'm really happy to to, uh, you know to pass this on. But I can say oh there is a guy who's really in it, um, not for the money but for you know for for the real deal. I mean for the music. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for your time. It was really nice getting to know you. Um, You have any any last words? Thank to you for having me on. I appreciate it. Pardon me, what? 
<laughs> Just stay dead. <laughs> okay. Yeah, stay dead. Cliche yeah. horror punk stuff. You know, you gotta throw you gotta throw the that stuff in there. The cheesy stuff makes it fun. Yeah, you know, this this is really the, the thing. It's kind of um, the horror punk is it's almost like. Um, it, it, for me, in in the vein like with uh, with death metal, you know, when you uh, everything is so so bad, 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 and and you know, but it's it's all with a twinkle. It's it's so you know you cannot really, and and I love it for that. You know, that, that's the cool thing because it kind of have um, this, you can have just fun, but you also can get into more serious if you want. You know, but but it's like uh, it's. The, the listener decides what he wants uh, from it. You know, if he just wants to be entertained, perfect. If he wants to get a little bit uh, dig deeper, good. Uh, you know, and it's it's all, um, yeah, it's um, it's it's a very American thing because you know you you do this whole uh, um, Halloween thing here in, in in Germany. I grew up. It, it wasn't you know I grew up in the Russian zone, so there was no thing like that. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I love it. It's kind of really odd, but it kind of I, I love that you that you play with um, with death and all these themes because in our society this is all you know away and and you know and 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 so this brings it out and, and lets you play with it. So you kind kind of lose your fear. You can lose your fear if you want, and I, I like that. So it's it's good to be reminded. You know, like the 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 um, uh, here in South America, Day of the Dead or something that you that you think of them. You know, it's not it's not gone. It's not it's a part of life. Death. You know. So uh, anyway, yeah. it's uh, a whole other philosophical thing we can talk about. Maybe next time. <laughs> well, thanks okay. again for having me on. I appreciate it. It was my pleasure. It was really my pleasure to get to know you. Um, so stay safe. Uh, you know, don't drive into a tornado. Tor tornado, I have to say. Not to <laughs> In German, it would be a tornado. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, I sent you all the links uh, once I uploaded the things. And um, yeah, and, and stay in touch. Good, we'll good night. Uh, a good day Talk to you, sir. Have a good dinner. Thank you. Bye. Yeah.